Satnam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. So let's breathe ourselves here as we're moving into this depth of winter. We want to capture the rejuvenative nature of winter. Winter is not growing. Winter is rejuvenating for subsequent growing. So let's tune in and we'll begin with a meditation. Inhale deeply. Press the palms together. Press them against the sternum. Exhale. Inhale. Before the lecture today, we're going to do a, a very subtle meditation. When I first describe it, you'll think you can't do it, but you'll find that it actually will become something that you can do without a great deal of effort. It's just that you never really focus on this before. The breathing is forced nostril breathing. And usually in forced nostril breathing, you use your fingers and your thumb and you control which nostril you're actually breathing through. The left nostril is the Ida and the right nostril is the Pingala. The right nostril is the heating and energizing and the left nostril is the cooling and calming. What we're actually going to do is we're not going to use our fingers or our thumb. We're going to use our intention. And you will find that there's a subtle connection between your physical world and your mental world. And if you focus your physical world, whether it's with you or around you, can follow your intention. The reason that the road to hell is paved with good intentions is that nobody ever follows the road far enough because the road to heaven passes through hell. But if you stop in hell, think that's the end of the road, then the road to hell is paved with your good intentions. So the hands, you bring your elbows against the side of your body. Then you bring your forearms up 45 degrees. Then you move your forearms to 45 degrees to the side. So this is all the way to the side. This is straightforward. This is 45 degrees. But bring up 45 degrees on the forearms. Now with Rake Rakanahar playing in the background, To begin with, you'll actually use the muscles of your nose to flare the nostril. And you'll focus on inhaling through, not, not, not squiggle. I don't want you to go like this. It's very subtle. 
Because if you get too active, then you lose connection with subtlety. So don't get active. Don't get real active. Just get real subtle. This actually is a meditation to master boredom. It is. It's the second stage of the 21 stages of meditation. So you flare the nostril. Don't move the face. Inhale through your left nostril. Then bring all of your attention. Flare your right nostril. Exhale through your right nostril. Continue inhaling through your left nostril. Exhaling through the right. After a few cycles or a few minutes, you will find that the breath actually follows your intention.
Inhaling through the left nostril, exhaling through the right nostril. And now inhale through both nostrils. Hold this breath. Experience the lightness in your body. Through your lips, gently release the breath. Do it again. Inhale deeply. Hold this breath. Embrace it. release it one more time inhale deeply embrace this breath through your lips, release it. Relax your hands down and roll your shoulders. Those subtleties that you can ultimately experience are the subtleties of rejuvenation, the subtleties of winter. Winter is not an exuberant time, but it is a time of inspiration. With each breath you take, you have both an inhale and an exhale. The inhale is either taking in the new or reminding memory. If you don't take in enough new, as you continue to remind memory, you begin to build memory in stagnation. Old memory upon old memory upon old memory, never renewed, produces stagnation. That's why it's important to clear drama. 
which is elongated trauma. Hmm? Drama that just keeps repeating over and over and over. And trauma, whenever that happens, needs to be cleared out of your system. Because how much of the actual moment that you're going to inhale and how much memory you're going to inhale with each breath is determined by the subconscious. It's not determined by your will. If you have neglected clearing the old drama, then your subconscious gets programmed through that indolence, through that inactivity, to just keep just breathing, breathing memory. And everything that you experience will actually not be experience. It will be explained. Oh, this is what's happening. Oh, this is what's happening. But it won't actually be what's happening. It will be an old explanation of something brand new. And in that, there is no growth. There is only stagnation. And what happens is that your inspiration ultimately becomes desperation. And desperation is a signal that you're stagnating. We experience desperation through frustration. We experience desperation through anger. We experience desperation through disappointment. We experience desperation through discouragement. We experience desperation through many, many different elemental emotions. But you don't have to be experiencing desperation because the moment is brand new. If you are willing to give up your need for familiarity, then this brand new moment is going to offer brand new options. And amongst those brand new options, there are the options that will fit your need for solutions. In our immortal nature, which is the nature of spirit, and our life is spirit in body, the combination of the two are what create your mental equation, your emotional equation, and your physical capacity. In your immortal nature is a fundamental security. You're secure. And that security is this background like the background in a picture. You're secure. But if you are only needing safety in your foreground, you will never ever connect to the security in your background. And when you never 
when you never connect to that background security, you are always feeling like you're in danger. And how do you interpret danger? You are always either doubting or fearful. And then because you're doubting and fearful in the moment, you're not feeling inspired, you're feeling desperate. And as you begin to layer moment after moment after moment of desperation, and then you're not inhaling anything new, but you're inhaling that desperate memory, now you're compounding it. And as you get older, you become more desperate. As you get older, you become more desperate, and then you have these moments of crisis. They call it a midlife crisis, or this life crisis, or that life crisis. And we think that the midlife crisis is caused by this out here, but what you don't realize is that this out here was caused by this in here. You're the painter of your picture. And just like a good oil painting, one of the things about oil is that they build up a lot of thickness, a lot of layers. Because if you want to change a color, you don't scrape off the old color, just put a bunch of new oil on top of it. It's not going to blend. That's the difference between oil and water. So it's like a good oil painting where you can apply over. But if you apply over too much, ultimately, that which is underneath begins to get toxic. And that's the nature of human nature in this moment. Because human nature in this moment is extremely toxic. And because when human nature becomes extremely toxic, the only way to get out of the depth of that toxicity is to do things like what is called rant, to rant. And that's why in America today, in the election cycle, the election attitude is that they're looking towards those who can rant the most. And the and the most skilled ranter is going to get the most votes. Because people feel, oh, okay, that's, that's who I can relate to. That's who I can relate to. Because they're not thinking about the big picture. They're thinking about their own personal feelings. That's all. And it's becoming more and more and more and more that way as people become more and more and more globally, more and more and more compounded in their memories of desperation. And along comes you. Your task is to clear that. You're surrounded by people that have that. You're surrounded by people that live in that. What, are you going to spend your life just talking about the people that aren't working to clear that? Because that's one lifestyle. You can, you can have a life it's a messed up life, but you can have a life that's just observing and talking about your observations. But remember, when you point a finger, three fingers are pointing at you. Huh? When you point one finger, three fingers are pointing at you. So what are those things that are around you? They're part of your oil painting. And the only way you can change that which is out there is to change that which is in here. Change the painter. And how do you change the painter? 
By doing meditations like what we were just doing, by creating that clarity in your breathing, that subtlety in your breathing. How many people in here started to feel like they were actually breathing through, in through the left nostril and out through the right? Yeah, it actually starts to follow that. Do it often enough and long enough and you will become very skilled at this. And being able to be skilled at this, for example, in the heat of the moment, cool it down. In a moment that's too indolent, heat it up. So if a moment is too indolent, you want to inhale through your right, the pingala, exhale through the left. You want to heat up the moment, you want to stir up the moment, you want to get some activity happening. If it's the reverse, then you want to inhale through your left and exhale through your right. If you want to have calm clarity, inhale through your left, exhale through your right. If you want to have some, some energized activity, if you're feeling like in you know, like at 11 o'clock or at 4 o'clock in the day, you're suddenly, or right after lunch, if you've eaten the wrong food, you know, you want to have some energy, then inhale through the right and exhale through the left. Learn to use your body as an instrument, just like those of us who play instruments have learned over the years to use the instrument as an instrument. And what you have to do in order to use the instrument as an instrument, no matter how well you play the instrument, if the instrument is not in tune, it's going to sound horrible. Or it's going to be really awkward to play and make it work. Because I've played a guitar that has a string out of tune, but you're halfway through the song and you don't have time to stop everybody in tune. So every time you hit that string, you just kind of stretch it a little bit to try to get it in tune. Or you try to not pluck it. But that's very difficult. And to live a life like that, that's not to live a life as a master musician with that instrument out of tune is a very awkward life. It's a very painful life. So you want to tune your instrument every day. And that's just technology. That's not magic. That's just technology. And that's what we do in this room. That's why you should do it not only just when you're in this room, but you should do it on your own. But a really important thing to understand is that with every breath, there's a choice. But you don't have that choice in the moment. That choice is a prescribed choice, a prescription that you have produced. And it's sitting in your subconscious because you don't program the subconscious in the moment. You program the subconscious over long pattern periods of time. And the subconscious is not like these tuning pegs. The subconscious is like something that you have to tune to the point where you don't even see that it's being tuned. But you just have to count on the fact that it's being tuned. Because you're doing what you know will tune it. And then over time, the subconscious will tune. And the subconscious makes those choices with each breath you take. Inspiration or desperation, or a mix of the two. And if you have inspiration over here, and this is not right or left, this is not the way it is because there's no direction in this, but just for the sake of two-dimensional thinking, right? You have inspiration over here and desperation over here. Massive inspiration, massive desperation. And you're somewhere 
in between, mixing the two. Now, you don't want to be all the way over onto inspiration without any desperation at all because then you'll lose perspective. You'll see a child ready to stumble out into traffic and you'll go, ah, don't worry, there's a next lifetime. (laughs) You know, that's the height of pure inspiration without any desperate reality, right? You know, it's like, no... No, we'd like to do it differently, wouldn't we? I mean, we're not that we're not that off the planet, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody in spirit, ha oh, ha. Right? Because that's what inspiration means, is in spirit. Desperation means without spirit. So you you choose where you want to fall. And usually what we are is we're below where we want to fall. We are Playing it safer. And what does it mean when you're playing it safer? It means that you're not completely connected to that background security. That background security is fundamental to you allowing yourself to be inspired. Background security is based on your immortality. And when you know you're immortal, you're pretty secure. But you also have to have a little desperation in the fact that you know, you, you know you're immortal. Otherwise, you will yourself stumble out into traffic. Doesn't matter, I've got another life. <laughs> Not a good idea. So you just mix it. And what is your exhale? Your exhale is your expression. It's your expression of the accumulation of your inhales. And some people express themselves without even speaking. It's written on your face. Look at yourself in the mirror. Is your natural mouth posture, a smile or a frown? Or is it, or is, I'm not talking about put a smile on and then look in the mirror. I'm talking about walk up to the mirror like this. Now I can feel my natural sensation is a smile. I mean, it's not like a, you know, big happy face smile. It's just turned up. Well, you know what happens when you turn up the outside of your lips? You lift your kidneys. Is that crazy? You lift your kidneys. You know what lifts your kidneys? The way the fascia is interlaced. It's not like you got a string between here and here. (laughs) You've got many strings between here and here. And they're a web. And you smile and... You smile and... And what happens when you uplift your kidneys? You switch off fear and you switch on faith. What's the matter? Didn't you go to first grade? Didn't they teach you this in first grade? No, they didn't. They taught me how to spell. Now you don't need to know how to spell. How many of you are like perfect spellers? I mean, like crazy. I have to look up like... 
many words, because I use many words every day. And it's very easy now. You just type it into Google, and you don't even have to have an online dictionary anymore. You just type it into Google, and Google says, did you mean? And that means you... <laughs> and, and you go, yes, yes, I did mean that. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? And then it says, did you mean this? And then, did you mean definition, synonym? You know, da 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 And you just, oh, yeah, yeah, I meant all those things. The, so I'm point is, not about Google, point is not Google, point is we need to teach our children the mechanics of life. The mechanics of life, Yogi Bhajan coined a word, is called humanology, the science of being human. And this is very, very important to know that, okay, my subconscious is programming the mixture that I'm inhaling between inspiration and desperation with each breath I take. And then my expression is going to be an accumulation. The experience in my life and the expression of my life is going to be the accumulation. How many times have you had a person, you're in a meeting and there's this one person in the room that's just always questioning everything. I mean, a great idea comes up, and then that person goes, yeah, but did you think about how it could go wrong? And you say, yeah, we actually did. But did you think about all the ways it could go wrong? Yes, we actually thought about many ways. But did you think about this way? Yes. What about this way? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the whole meeting is about that one great idea and all the ways it can go wrong. And everybody in the meeting, I, I just spent a weekend in meetings, so just bear with me. <laughs> and then all the people in the meeting at the end of that session go, ah, it's not such a good idea. No, it was a great idea. And it has a massive amount of opportunities to go wrong. And what does it also have? Hmm? And is it equal? Is it equal? It is equal. The nature of the cosmos is there's equal yang to equal yin, equal wrong to equal right, equal opportunity to fail and to succeed. All you have to have is the breath of willingness willingness to walk into the unfamiliar because obviously that which is familiar in those people's lives is failure. All, and they say being responsible is making sure all those bases are covered. Well, let's not be responsible then. Let's be completely irresponsible. This is not about my meeting. This is about your life, you know. But I'm taking energy and inspiration from my meeting. All right? So you can imagine, I'm the odd guy out, man. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm like the, the, the pricker up their nostril when they're trying to do a forced nostril breathing. So I gave them this meditation. And they, after the meditation for like two hours, everybody was like, wow, this is not good, this is good. And then it wore off. <laughs> but if you do it often enough, it never wears off. 
So, you know, see your life in my meeting. Right? Yes. Either the people you deal with or the person that you are dealing with you. Right? Where on that gauge of inspiration to desperation are you breathing with each breath you take? And pretty soon you'll start realizing, oh, I'm, I'm actually breathing at about 30. You know, if total inspiration is 100 and total desperation is zero. Okay, I'm actually, I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying as a for instance. You find where you are and you say, okay, I'm breathing at 30. I want to breathe at 31. <laughs> Don't go, I'm breathing at 30. I want to breathe at 80. No, that's like Stupidville. <laughs> because you won't get to 80 very soon. You won't even get to 80 ever, right? And you'll always be disappointed because every moment you're not at 80, every moment, and then you're saying, this, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And so now you're going from 30 to 29 to 28 to 27, right? You're going in the wrong direction because you've put your goal too high. Just go to 31. I can remember I w when I was a freshman in high school, I was five feet six, 139 pounds. In between June and September, between my freshman year and my sophomore year, when I graduated ninth grade, freshman year, I was five foot six and 139 pounds. When I entered my next grade, 10th grade, I was six feet tall and 139 pounds. And I remained six feet two and 139 pounds. Look at some pictures of early 3HO. You'll see this bean pole. When my, when my wife and I got married, Yogi Bhajan called us the two skinnies. So... I get married and things settle down and all of a sudden a miracle happened. A miracle happened. I hit 140. <laughs> I thought I had gone to heaven. When I hit 140, I realized that I could gain weight. I gained a pound. I could gain weight. And I went 140, 141, 142, 143, 144, 145, and somebody said to me, Guru Singh, I think you ought to stop. So I settled back down to 175, and there I remain. But the fact is that. It is all in your belief. And you're breathing your belief every moment. Whether it's to become more skilled on the guitar, more skilled in writing, more this, more that, less this, less that, whatever it is, just understand that it's all happening with every breath you take. You want to be in relation? You want, it, you want your relation to improve? 
whatever it is, one breath at a time. And when you're inspired, everything is possible. And when you're desperate, nothing is possible. When all things are possible, your belief system allows them not only to be possible, but to be probable and then become actual. And this is the nature of humanology that we must teach our children. That you're actually in this vessel with all of these different components. And you're not to just take what's delivered. You're to make what's delivered. You're to create what's delivered. And this happens one breath at a time. Makes sense, huh? And to get to that subtlety, to get into those areas where these subtle little nuances are taking place, you have to give yourself the opportunity to sit to do your asanas, to stretch into your body so that your body is not making noise. And if your body's not making noise, then your emotions are not making noise. And if your body and your emotions are not making noise, then your brain, your mental body, is not trying to solve the dilemmas. And then all of a sudden you become somatically and psycho-emotionally silent. And when you're somatically and psycho-emotionally silent, even if you're still all messed up, you actually begin to understand how to unmess the mess. Ah, okay. There we go. 139.1 139.6, right? You just start to notice the very subtlest of the components. And then it's no longer, I have this problem. Because that's impossible to solve. But if you say, ah, here is the what is. Hmm. Let's begin here. It's like eating a meal, right? You don't eat the meal, right? Right? If you have gluten-free noodles, some people eat them like this, right? And then some people, they cut them up with a knife. Some people eat noodles with a fork and a spoon, right? That's an art. Or maybe it's a science. And other people eat noodles with a fork and a knife. But however you eat your meal, you don't eat it in one gulp. Because if you do, what's this going to say? Ouch. Hey, you're going to get a tummy ache. 
So that's how I want you to really feel now. It's the winter time of the year. It's the hibernation, the rejuvenation. It's the time to take things and divide them into their little parts and deal with the little parts. Polish the little pieces. Get them fitting perfectly. And know in the background, what is it? The S word? Security. Security. You're totally secure. You have that immortal security. It's actually called the immortal authority, which is the authority to be secure. And just let that mix into everything. Give you a funny story. Not ha 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 ha, but just oh, that's funny. That kind of that kind of that kind of funny. I'm wearing a hoodie, but you can't tell. You can't tell I'm wearing a hoodie. But this I like this color a lot. But it didn't come without a hoodie. So I put it. It was laying there this morning, and I thought, gee, I really want to wear that. And I put it on with a hoodie, and I thought, oh, that looks a little, a little hoodie-ish. <laughs> and then I took a breath. And that breath was full inspiration. No desperation at all. And what did I do? I tucked the hoodie in. I tucked the hoodie in, put on my hazuris, and I went, Wow! I'm inspired. <laughs> That's a tiny little example. And our lives are made up of layers upon layers upon layers of tiny little opportunities for inspiration. Because the feeling that we walk around with is a compound feeling made up of layers and layers and layers of layers of moments of breathing. It is said in the ancient yogic uh, writings, everyone arrives at the moment honestly. Even dishonesty is arrived at honestly. And that's because the moment is made up of all the layers. So what if your moment has honesty, 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 dishonesty, honesty, 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 dishonesty, honesty, 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 and then mega dishonesty? What's it going to look like in the moment? Honest or dishonest? Huh? Dishonest. Because what the surface is, is the last layer, right? But all of that honesty, all of that honesty was all in there. If you have the eye to see, you see dishonesty as just a superficial moment added on top of the depth of honesty. And you speak to the person in their honesty. And they embrace you and they change. But if you speak to the superficial, that surface, and they have this experience of complete honesty, 
and you you communicate with the dishonesty, what will they think of you? You don't know me, right? You don't know me. Right? Because this, the surface piece is dishonest, but the depth is honest. So you have to be able to see down through the moments of a person's breath. And what does that do for you? It allows you to see down through the moments of your own breathing. And then the only memory that you bring back forward is the memory that will inspire you. The memory that will inspire you. The memory that will inspire you. And then all of a sudden you start adding new memory, new, new birthing to old inspirational memory. Now you're, whoa, now you're starting to balance. Now you're starting to achieve things. Now you're starting to play your instrument, whether it's your instrument of this body or the instrument that you're working with. Whatever the instrument that you're doing, the instrument of painting, the instrument of writing, the instrument of speaking, the instrument of relating, whatever the instrument is, you start playing it masterfully because you're changing your subconscious. I will now shut up. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.